Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Mind your business only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to the breakfast show in a world grappling with escalating environmental challenges. One issue stands out starkly the alarming accumulation of post-consumer food waste. It's a predicament that not only burdens our landfills, but also contributes significantly to carbon emissions. Yes, and with that in mind, a socially conscious entrepreneur with a remarkable track record of creating a positive impact on society started a venture that aims to close the food loop in Singapore. For the uninitiated, this visionary individual founded Timber, a holistic music lifestyle company supporting local artists and embracing inclusivity. Actively serving the community, he has been involved with esteemed organizations such as the National Arts Council, National Museum of Singapore, and Action Community for Entrepreneurship. Leveraging his entrepreneurial experience and strategic vision, he now brings his expertise in F&B operations and deep understanding of food waste challenges to this new venture. I'm happy to be joined in the studio by Edward Chia, Managing Director and Founder for Life Lab Resources. He's also a member of parliament for the Holland Bukatima GRC. Edward, good morning. Good morning, Ima. Thank you so much for having us. You're very welcome. And he is joined by Gary Chia, General Manager, Life Lab Resources. Gary, good morning. Good morning, everyone. I know you guys aren't related, but there is a striking <laughs> resemblance <laughs> between you. I don't know what it is. Brothers from different mothers. Oh, that's brothers right. Brothers from other mothers. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Well, happy to have you both on the show today. Let's start with you, Edward. Sure. Take us to the very beginning. Okay, why did you decide to set up Life Lab Resources to focus on circular economy solutions for post-consumer food waste? What sparked this initiative? Well, I think for me and also for Gary, it's actually a very deeply personal matter. Um, we always think and we always learn about climate change, mm. and it used to be a very intellectual matter, right? Something that we know it's going to happen, we think it's going to happen, but hasn't happened yet. But as we look around us today, we are already feeling the effects of climate change. Yes, and both Gary and myself, we are fathers and we have children and we we want to be able to look them in the eye to say that we have done something mm. um, to give you a better future and I've always believed in the power of enterprises that solutions has to come from private sector and private sector can push the innovation envelope to solve wicked problems right to create solutions to solve wicked problems um, so one when I relinquished my roles at Timber Group I took about a year off to actually look at where the gaps are because I always believed that you have to identify the real problem and then come up with the solution. After a year, it took me back to food. <laughs> uh, it took me back to food and we, I then realized that we do have a food waste problem. Um, according to NEA statistics, in 2022, we actually waste about 813,000 tons of food waste per year. My goodness. And only 18% is recycled. So we saw the huge potential and the opportunity to say, how can we actually upcycle as much of the food waste we generate as a nation and actually turn it back into the human food chain? So what we do is we take all the food waste, we upcycle it into aquaculture feed or animal feed. We then eat the fish or the livestock and we close the food loop. And as a born and bred Singaporean, we are always very proud of how we as a nation has actually closed the water loop. So we says we do it similar to how we have actually closed the water loop. 
All right, fascinating stuff. Yeah. Gary, let's bring you into the conversation. Uh, Edward just provided a brief in-depth explanation of how the food waste valorization program works. What sets it apart from other food waste digesters in addressing some of the challenges that we see in sustainability today? Great question. So imagine, you know, a typical digester that has been around for the past decade. So what a digester does is basically digest the food. You know, you yes. add water, you add bacteria, basically it decomposes and breaks down the food. And what comes out is nothing more than just grey effluent water flushes down the drain and is acidic, it's actually no better use. If mm. In anything, we just believe that there's just one way of waste diversion. Yep. There's not so much circularity to it. So what we are bringing to the table is really a solution, uh, a specific solution that we call a waste master. A waste master has a proprietary technology where it draws oxygen from the air, it charges up the oxygen ion, and this charged-up oxygen ion reacts with the hydrogen in the food waste. It breaks down and disintegrates the food waste, drawing out moisture, removes pathogens, and actually, most importantly, ensures and retains the calorific value of the food waste. Imagine all the good stuff that we put in our body. Now we are retaining all the protein, all the omega-3s in that food waste, and we are converting it into a stable substrate and this substrate is where we will bring to our biorefinery and further process it through mm. a process called fermentation. Okay. I'm sure you guys could be familiar with fermentation, <laughs> just like beer fermentation, very similar. So we go through that process, grow microbial protein. Ultimately, the protein is what we will sell to feed formulators and eventually use to feed fishes. So that is the technology where we believe we're converting food waste into new food resources and a typical digester does not do that. I have to say, I'm not a technical person, but all of that sounds really cool. I was just about to say the exact same thing. I was never very good at science back in school, but now I know I didn't need to be because you guys, people like you, are doing great stuff out there. It sounds fantastic. Just a quick follow-up on that. Who do you sell these the Wastemaster solution to currently? The Wastemaster will be deployed on-site at big retail malls, at right. hospitals, at big catering companies, and even hotels. You know, Imagine when you go to a buffet, you can always see at the end of the buffet whatever you don't finish or whatever the buffet line don't sell where do that all food goes to yes. if it doesn't go to you know, into our stomach it goes to waste and yes. we have a solution to help them convert it into new food resources all right edward yeah. now gary touched on this plans for a biorefinery plant this year but safety is paramount right especially when it comes to aquaculture feed so how do you ensure safety and are there considerations for potential human consumption down the line so that's a great question. I think in terms of safety, um, that's our number one priority because we are actually eventually feeding this to fishes and humans like us will be eating the fishes. Mm -hmm. So as Gary mentioned, um, the first step of the process is the Waste Master and the Waste Master technology eliminates pathogens such as Salmonella and E. coli. And we always believe that as food waste is being produced, we need to treat it as soon as possible before more decomposition sets in and that's where you get more toxicity from bacteria. Sure. So by treating upstream with the Waste Master, we have eliminated pathogens. At the same time, at the biorefinery, there's a very clear process of which that we have a controlled parameters such as pH value that gives us indication whether the process is going right and, um, or not. Right, so that's the second part. But importantly, the proof of the pudding is actually live testing. So the, we are setting up our pilot biorefinery by the end of this quarter. And for the next two quarters this year, we're actually going to run many tests and trials, live trials uh, with fish farmers in Singapore to, to just ascertain 
uh, the effectiveness, the safety and effectiveness of our feet on, on fishes. Right. So a lot of trial and error involved in that process as well. Um, I wouldn't say error, but I would say testing our testing. hypotheses yes. and making sure that whatever hypothesis that we have, whatever controls mechanism we have, uh, is life tested. It's not just theoretical. Sure. It's proven with empirical data and not just by ourselves, by working with third-party laboratories, third-party institu- research institutions to also check on us. Yes. Uh, you can't only self-check oneself in that sense, right? You need to have others <laughs> to check us, uh, us at the same time. Yeah, so as to improve the credibility of, right. of what you're producing right. uh, to the public. Gary, yeah. do you have any additional plans beyond the current program to further commercialize the food circular economy concept? Any interesting upcoming initiatives or collaborations you want to share? What comes to mind is, in fact, our collaboration with a partner out in the east and they are actually an aquaponics farm so this outfit is called Metro Farm so they have a very big uh, establishment or a farm up at the highest story of the car park open car park and what they do is actually they are rearing fishes and the droppings from the fishes is used to fertilize the vegetables that they're growing. Ah. So actually, they are in the business of selling vegetables. Right. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be sending trials and uh, packets of our substrate to them to feed the fishes and then, of course, really to check if the vegetables can grow. And that's what we are looking forward to in the coming weeks. Yeah. All right. If you're just joining us on The Breakfast Show, we're speaking with Gary Chia, General Manager of Life Lab Resources, and Edward Chia, Managing Director and Founder of Life Lab Sources, and also Member of Parliament for Holland Bukatima GRC. So, Edward, you know, speaking of horizons, let's talk mm. about impact now. How do you envision Life Lab Resources growing and making waves in the broader sustainability landscape? What's the grand vision here? So, I think, first of all, we are a company that wants to solve wicked problems in environment sustainability. So the first thing has to be offsetting carbon, right? And the way, as we valorize food waste, we, there are two parts of the carbon equation that we are reducing. First, um, there's lots of carbon in terms of emitted when we send food waste to our incinerators and then the landfills. So by diverting food waste away from incinerators and our landfills, we have reduced a significant amount of carbon emissions. The second part of the equation is that in the feed industry, um, any of the feed resources are actually um, cultivated on arable land. And if you can actually replace that in what we call material substitution, we're also reducing carbon footprint associated from feed production. So in putting that together, we're actually reducing carbon footprint from diverting waste away and also replacing virgin feed resources. So that's the carbon side. On the societal front, we look at our farmers and we actually feel that farmers actually have a very, very difficult and challenging life. Mm. And if you ask most farmers, they would say that significant overhead is actually feed. A lot of the cost of operating a farm is actually feed. So we hope to provide not just sustainable feed source, but also a more price competitive feed source and a more effective feed source. Because for farmers, they're always looking at what they call feed conversion ratio. Can they have better quality feed so that the fishes or the livestock could grow faster? And this just increases their yield. So it's also about societal impact impacting farmers. And we also ensure that uh, we want to make sure that we provide inclusive employment as well. So that's a societal impact and that's also the impact for environment. All right, Edward, final question. This is a yeah. two-part question. As a socially conscious entrepreneur, how do you handle challenges as well as building successful partnerships, especially in circular economy sectors? And also, given your involvement in both business and community service, how do you balance profit-driven goals with social and environmental impact within Life Lab resources? 
So for us, we always believe that we have to be profitable, we have to be commercially viable. But profit is not the end game. Sure. The profit is a means for us to be able to scale our impact. So from day one, we are very clear. We have to ask ourselves very critically, what's our impact? And, and be clear about that. And then we say we have to be viable because if we are not viable, if we are not scalable, then how are we going to be able to scale our impact? So it's priority. Make no mistake that we know what our raison d'etre is. And for LifeLab, it is about closing the food loop. It's about reducing food waste and upcycling food waste. Then we look at the unit economics. When we first started, we were thinking, can we valorize food waste into probably renewable energy? We tested out a lot of the, the economic, uh, the cost of it, and we said that doesn't make economic sense because energy, while it's important, it's a lowest value because you need energy to create fertilizers, fertilizers to create plants, plants to feed animals, animals to feed humans. Mm. So we then focus what can derive the highest valorization value for off the food waste because if we are able to increase the margins, then we are able to be more profitable and then we are able to be more scalable. So that's how we focus on valorizing food waste back into feet. Right, so for us, it's, there's no conflict. It is actually working in harmony because if we are not profitable and viable, we cannot be impactful. Mm. Right, so that's how we balance it constantly at Life Lab Resources. All right. Great insights from brothers from another mother, <laughs> Edward and Gary. Thanks for your time this morning and for giving us a glimpse into the future of food waste management and its broader implications for sustainability. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you very much. much. Thank you both. Thank you. That was Edward Chia, Managing Director and Founder of Life Lab Resources and Member of Parliament Holland Bukatima GRC and Gary Chia, General Manager of Life Lab Resources. Stay with us on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.